Welcome, everyone. We are back for the third week of the uh, Logic Sports Podcast from St. John's. We missed a couple weeks, had a couple, a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, you could say. We're just people walking in and we couldn't figure out how to edit it. But we're back. Since we have been gone, uh, obviously the NBA season has been underway for quite some time now. Uh, the NBA playoffs have come to an end, and the Red Sox are the champions. If you're wondering, today it's only me and Jay. Cameron is back home. He went home for the World Series parade, sadly. Legend says he dinged the trophy. (laughs) He was the one that broke the trophy. That's probably what it was. But, I mean, let's talk about this series, Jay. Like, that was just as one-sided as it could have been. First of all, let's talk about that extra, extra, extra innings game. That that was insane, that game. (laughs) That That was by far the longest game in MLB postseason history. I think the previous high was 14 innings. Yep. And they were just, I mean, I honestly thought that was going to be the turning point in the series, mainly because I, the, Red, the Red Sox went through, I think, three starting pitchers in that game, mm-hmm. and they didn't know who they were going to start for game four. I thought they were so drained physically and mentally that it was going to bring the Dodgers back in the game. Yeah, the and I felt like since that was, like, game three, that was the first game in Dodger Stadium, like the Dodgers' momentum from that game was just going to carry them through the series because they had another game at Dodger Stadium after that. Like, they had two more. Yep. I, uh, I definitely thought that the Dodgers were going to take home at least two of those games, mainly because, like, I thought they were going to take home games three and four, and then obviously Chris Sale was in the bump for game five. Mm-hmm. If they really needed him, I think, but obviously he didn't end up pitching game five. They went with uh, David Price because they felt comfortable with the situation they were in. But I, I think if, if the the Dodgers won game four, which honestly they blew that game up four nothing in the, the seventh inning. Yeah. That that's just they they, they, they blew that they game. They choked. They did. And that was the series. You could feel the series slipping away from them. I mean, this man Steven Pierce snapped in the last two games and that yeah. was it. The Red Sox were by far the best team in baseball. They made a couple of huge moves. And they have a lot of guys leaving a free agency. And that kind of moves us on to the the next topic here. Uh, MLB free agency opens on Saturday. I mean, this is one of the biggest free agencies I can remember in recent time. I yeah, mean, definitely. There's some stars. You got uh, Bryce Harper, uh, Manny Machado, Clayton Kershaw, Josh Donaldson, Patrick Corbin, and Dallas Keuchel are some of the biggest names coming up. And uh, one of the teams that I'm very excited about are one of the favorites to get two people in, uh, according to Vegas at least, are the Phillies. Your Phillies. At even to get Bryce Harper, and uh, they're the favorite to get Machado. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on those two free agents? Well, since there's a lot of names in the market, I feel like all the big-name free agents are going to go where the money is. And I see that being the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Red Sox? Yep, they're going to follow the money. So, I think Bryce Harper's going to the Yankees. Machado, I don't I don't know about Machado. Machado kind of had a bad playoffs. I think his value kind of went down a little. I think he's going to go to a sleeper team. Uh, Keuchel, maybe Keuchel might drop to the Phillies. I think there's, without a doubt, I think you're crazy, by the way, saying that the Red Sox are going to get a big free agent. I, I feel that. They got one last year. They don't have the money to get one. We'll see. I they're gonna have to compete with the Yankees. So I feel like every step the Yankees make, like they're gonna, they have to match. The Yankees don't have to compete with them. After beating them in five. 
I don't know. The Yankees are probably going to re-up again. If we all know the Yankees, they'll just throw more money at the well. I I, I don't see the Yankees or the Red Sox honestly signing anyone big this offseason. I, I think... I This is obviously 100% biased, but I do think Harper's going to end up going to the Cubs, and I do think Machado's going to end up at the Phillies. And I, I do think the... the man. Kershaw, who knows? Like... I think it's the highest chance that he goes to the, um, he goes back to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, he's like you're looking at like the Astros are up there. The Rangers are one of the favorites. The Cubs are one of the favorites, and, like, the Cubs got money. The Astros got not more money than the Dodgers, but they can probably offer the same amount as the Dodgers. And what is or, uh, yeah, like what does Kershaw want to do? Like, is he kind of sick and tired of L. A. Getting this far and just not being able to win? I mean, what LA LA was a very good team this year. Like they just need one big name. And they got their big name though. Yeah, but Machado Machado underperformed. He didn't. He was a four hitter. He was been like two eighty. I mean he wasn't like underperforming. He was been two eighty all year. He didn't really I mean he un, he struggled from he, he was a little bit streaky in the playoffs, but Yeah. I mean um, he had a couple big hits in the playoffs. He did, but like I don't I don't know. I feel like his he just didn't play up to, like, that level that you'd expect from him. I think they're excited. I, they're, obviously, they're not going to go. I mean, there's a chance they could go after Machado in the offseason. I don't see it coming. They got Corey Seager coming back. They really yeah. like him. He's going to be a stud. But, I mean. I, I, I think know. Kershaw stays with L.A. You think so? Yeah. I, there's definitely a high chance about that. What about uh, Josh Donaldson coming off a very <clears> off <throat> year? I mean, he gets traded to the Indians midseason. Right now, the favorites to get him are the Cardinals, uh, the Indians, and the Phillies are top three. I'm I'm thinking he's going to go back to the Indians. I mean, I th- I don't know. He's gonna he's not gonna get that much money. He's unless it's some. I mean, the Cardinals could just pay him some bank. They have the money. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like when good baseball players like good stars like fall, like they usually don't like get back to their status of just being great. I think he's gonna be on the decline. Like, I think the Indians are just going to re-sign him, but he's not going to be the same player he once was. Yeah, he's getting older. His bat speed's not what it was. I mean, he's just not the same he was in his MVP season. Mm-hmm. He's, that's all it is. That was his peak, and he's going downhill from now on. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out on Saturday. Uh, not on Saturday, but that's when free agency opens. So, hopefully some big-name guys will get uh get signed. You already know I will be buying a jersey immediately. <laughs> if the Phillies get a big-time free agent, that is going to happen. But we'll find out. Moving on now to the NBA. We're going to start out with something that um, actually we did on the Logic Sports podcast, the original one where I did it with uh, Shamar and Dan, which Dan had this good idea of pretender contenders from the NFL. So we're going to do that for the NBA. And we're going to start off with the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans have been underperforming. or they? I mean, they have not been underperforming. They've been uh, overperforming ever since DeMarcus Cousins left and... Uh, Drew Holiday's looked great. Anthony Davis looked great, and th- I mean, they've been getting they've been <clears throat> teams out for honestly. Truthfully, I think that this team is a contender. They're contenders. Yep. In the West, I feel like we're ta- we're not talking like a playoff yeah, team. I, we're I'm, talking like I'm talking about contenders in the West. The the combo I think of Miritich and AD is pretty lethal. Like Miritich, when he gets hot, is just knocked down, and Good like. Player. At the four, when you give AD that much space in the paint, he's just 
He is one of the best players in the league, if not the best. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that can he he's got a chance of winning MVP this year, mm-hmm. especially with his own team now. He doesn't have Boogie in the way. He's experienced. Before he when he didn't have Boogie, they I mean he was young, inexperienced. He didn't really understand. Each, uh, but I mean now he's got a shot. Now he's got handles. He brings the ball up for them damn near half the time. Yep. He's one of the most athletic players in the league. Without a doubt. They have Drew Holiday too. Best one of the best two way players in the league. I think the the problem with this team is gonna be how 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 much production they get out of the, the point guard and small forward positions. Like if Alfred Payton can step up, they can be a contender. And if like they find value at small forward with Etwan Moore and Solomon Hill, like if those players can just play up to good standards, they can be a contender. I, I think over the all season they really needed to get go get a shooter. And they went out and got Julius Randle. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I mean, I God knows if he's gonna be good. I have no clue. He, he got paid all that money in LA. I I like Julius Randle as a player, but like, with him coming off the bench, I don't. I I wish they would have gotten a big time small forward. I'm gonna go ahead and say with the Pelicans, I'm gonna agree with CJ. I'm gonna say they're contenders. I think Anthony Davis. Can take this team to 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 the sky. I think right now, like the Rockets have not looked good. Yeah. The Lakers have not looked good. Yeah. The 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 Thunder have not looked good. Like the Pelicans are in, man. They're good. They're a good team. I mean, obviously they're gonna get through the Warriors, and I don't think anyone can get through the Warriors, but I think they can make it to the Western Conference Finals. Well, if any team has a chance of getting through the Warriors, it's a team that's like stacked in the front court. Yeah, I mean, big men is what you need. Yeah, like, to beat the, the Warriors, Warriors. That's the one weak point of the Warriors. I I mean, well, it was until they got DeMarcus Cousins. Well, we'll, we'll have to see how they look with DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, give it, a couple, give it a little bit of time. So moving on now to the Nuggets for Pretender Contender. Jay, the Nuggets uh, have been a hot team out of nowhere. I, I don't understand it. it. It honestly pains me to say this. As one of the biggest Jokic fans in the world, but they're pretenders. I love the Nuggets, but they're pretenders. Yeah, I mean, you saw them go out. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Lakers. Or, they actually lost the Lakers. But, I mean, they beat the Pelicans. But that was without Anthony Davis. It was. I... The thing about the the Nuggets is, like, they're... the Jokic is, like, their only, like, big star... No, yeah, I got you. Like, Gary Harris, he's okay. Jamal Murray, he's okay. Will Barton's out for a bit, I mean, but Paul he's okay. Well. Paul Mill. Uh, what he's sucks, not, too, he, is they don't have Michael Porter this year. Yeah. It's probably, he's probably not going to play all year. I, I feel like they're just, they don't have enough star power. Like, Jokic is I a star that. and no one else. Maybe if Jamal Murray can develop into a star this year, I'll, I'd say they're a contender, but maybe until if, then, they're just a team with one star and a bunch of role players. Maybe if Isaiah Thomas can turn the clock back a couple years. Mm. Isaiah I don't, Thomas like, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's a chance. He's well past his prime. His hips are effed up. And, I don't so. know. Like hit, As a shooter, he's kind of filthy. Like, Imagine instead of like other people getting him the ball, it's Jokic. Like, he'll, he'll play well. We'll have to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna agree with you, Jay. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Nuggets are pretenders. They're not good. Well, we'll, we'll have to see though when Isaiah Thomas comes back. But until then, they're pretenders. I think so. Yep. 
It, he's going to be coming off the bench when he comes back anyway, so. Yeah. We'll see. All right, moving on now to the Bucks. One of those teams that they're actually undefeated right now. I saw a stat that Ersan Ilyasova has won 20-something straight games regular <laughs> season because he was with the Sixers last year. And the Bucks are a team that uh, people were kind of disappointed with last year. They, they started out really hot. They dropped down, I believe they were the sixth seed last year. Yeah, it was something like that. It was they, a... they, they fell off a little bit. And, I mean, this year they're coming out red hot. They're playing the, late, the, the Celtics right now. So we'll see how that game turns out. That's, that's one of their first real tests. They beat the Raptors. Raptors didn't have Kawhi. They didn't have Giannis. So it was kind of like, yeah, it, it didn't really feel like a, a, a real competitive game at all. It wasn't, it wasn't like a realistic showing of what both teams are capable exactly. of. Exactly. I mean, they, they handled the Sixers, which, I mean, they they came out, Giannis just, I, I don't know, like, he, Ben Simmons got shut down. Ben Simmons is getting shut down a lot this year, but Giannis really shut him down hard. And, I mean, the Bucks are a good team. Like, they, they what do you think, Jay? Pretenders, The, the Bucks, uh, I, I, the Bucks are a confusing team because they have depth, they have star power, they have a guy of Chris Milton who can just score at will when he gets hot. But I still think they're they're pretenders. I don't know what it is, but they don't have that like I guess when Chris Middleton's hot, he's kind of the guy the go-to guy, but like Giannis Giannis isn't like a clutch player. I I don't they don't have that kill instinct. I don't know what it I don't know how to explain it, but like they don't have that like instinct to like kill when it's like time to go. You know what I mean? And until I see that they can win like big games, like I'm, I think they're contender, they're pretenders. I'm gonna go with uh, contenders actually because the East is so weak, and like it, it's literally the Celtics, the Raptors, and then who knows? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I think the Bucks, the Sixers, the Pacers, one of those teams could easily end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, God knows, like. What if the the Raptors just slow down? What if they turn into? What if it wasn't really the head coach or it wasn't really Demar Derozan in the playoffs? It was just Kyle Lowry. Maybe that's their biggest issue. Who knows? But I mean, there, you could see one of these teams like the Bucks popping into the Eastern Conference Finals and giving the Celtics a run for their money. They took them to seven last year. You know what? I I think that team this year, like that's gonna pop in and like cause some problems in the playoffs. It's gonna be the Heat. She I. They play gritty. I feel like a team like the Bucks, like they they have a lot of depth, but like they don't do well against gritty teams. You know, like if you outwork the Bucks, you can beat the Bucks. But that's how I feel about the. But you're just talking about the Heat in general, like. Like not just the Heat, like there there's a team like the Pacers, the Heat, like teams that work hard. Like I feel like can beat the Bucks. Yeah, I understand that. I respect that. But then, like, those teams don't have the star power. They don't have they don't have Giannis. Like, Giannis can be one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, he already is. And if he learns how to win the playoffs, he learns how to play in, play in the playoffs, like, he could really be one of those teams. Like, he could be one of those guys that carries them in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know. Giannis, he can be. You're right, he can be. But I haven't seen it yet. He, he, has, to, he has to show me that, like, he, he's a big-time player. Like I, he puts up the stats, but like he doesn't win the games. He doesn't go out and he's make there. the clutch shots. Yeah, like, he doesn't. They put that all on Chris Middleton's shoulder to make like the big shot at the end of the game. Yeah, I understand. Now moving on to uh, my favorite team that we're gonna do this pretender contender with, the Houston Rockets. Ooh. 
I have no clue. I don't know what is up with them. I know Chris Paul's been suspended. Uh, James Harden's been hurt. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's been sucking, just like everyone predicted, except the Rockets. <laughs> I mean, I just... I I know they've been playing bad, but they're the Rockets. They still have to be contenders. No, without a doubt. They, yeah. they, the talent that they have on that team, like, I think they're just taking things slow. They're, like, they... They've only had a full team for like what one game. Yeah. Like First just game. give it's, it, it's a bit of an overreaction to like say that they're pretenders now just because they're one and five. Like they're still they haven't had the same core that they they've had all last year. Like give them time, give them like two more weeks, and we'll we'll be back to calling them contenders. Yeah, I I do think the Rockets are are going to be contenders. I I think I I wish they just last year went out and paid Trevor Ariza. It would have been a simple... You don't need Melo. Like, they could have just... That team last year was good enough to beat the Warriors. They would have beaten the Warriors if Chris Paul never got hurt. And, like, that was all the hope the NBA had. That was it. To get rid of the freaking Warriors. But they didn't. And Chris Paul got hurt. And the Warriors won. You know... Up 3-2 at home. I, I honestly think that, like... Ariza's all right, but if you put Jimmy Butler in the Ariza role, that that team is easily just as good as the Warriors. What are your thoughts on if that? They, if, if they bring back, if, or, if they if get, they had Ariza, yeah. if they get Jimmy Butler, no, I'll even if Jimmy Butler, like if you you saw the talks, like yeah, four, four first, first round, round picks. if they're willing to give up four, four first rounders, like I think that that deal, like if they get Jimmy Butler. And they're they're giving up about four first round picks, Chris and like Knight. That's like nothing to them. Like yeah. they're just adding Jimmy Butler to that team. If they add him, they're better than the Warriors. You think so? Easily. But the Warriors added Demarcus Boogie. Cousins. And the thing is, like, I like Boogie, but I don't think, I think Capella is one of the most underrated players in the league. Just because he doesn't like put up big points. He's a defensive center. He's he, he's, he's, he's a very a defensive, defensive center, center. But like he's also. His ability to catch lobs is, like, elite. Like, there are only five guys in the league where you can just throw it up around the rim and he'll dunk it. And Capella's yeah. one of them. And Capella's probably one of the more elite guys at it. Like, there's AD, there's, like, JaVale McGee, yeah. De- DeAndre Jordan. Like, there, there's... I can count on, like, you. you know. Defensive-minded centers that just catch alley-oops and offense. Yeah. That's all they do. I mean, but is that really enough? Like, is... Is does Clint Capella have the defensive ability to stop Demarcus Cousins when that's what the Warriors need? And do the like honestly, like the Warriors got a little bit cold in the playoffs last year. I, I didn't really feel like the Rockets were keeping up with them. I think they just had the perfect time to like get that last bite in and just like finish the Warriors. They caught them at a time they weren't ready. I, I don't think the Warriors were ready for the Rockets to really come out that that fiery and that aggressive against them. And I think the Warriors, you run it back last year. I think the Warriors take it in five or six, but who knows. I mean, the reason they came out fiery was because, like, the Warriors weren't ready for, like, I don't know, the Rockets, you could tell that, like, in that series, they were playing to the Rockets' pace. Yeah. So it's all about, like, if the Rockets can come back at that level. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see if the Rockets team can like pick it up first. But if they can, they can beat the Warriors. If yep. they if they're at the same level they were last year. And that transitioned us onto some of the poor starts in the NBA. Obviously, we should talk about the Rockets starting one and five. 
Moving along to the Lakers, we've had a Ooh. very poor start. Three and five, or two and five start the season. Three and five. Three and five. They they won. Uh, they started zero and four. I think now they're they're three and one since then. But I mean, like I have, they just haven't been the team that everyone expected. LeBron like is doing the best he can, but I my th- my take on this is LeBron went to L. A. to relax. Like, yeah. He went to L. A. to end his career. Like, worry about his kids, worry about making a, a couple more bucks, and that's it. Like, I don't think he can. I think if he wanted to win, he would have gone to the Rockets, he would have gone to the Sixers, he would have gone somewhere else. But I, I don't I don't know. Like, the Lakers, I never really thought the Lakers were going to be that much of, like, a, I thought they were going to be, like, a playoff team. I still think they are. But I didn't think they were going to be starting this bad. Well, my take on this is we need to relax as fans. Because, like... The teams that the Lakers played to start the season aren't a joke. Like, well, let me pull this up. The Lakers had to play... Uh, all right. They had to play the Blazers, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Nuggets, the Spurs again, the Timberwolves. Like, these teams aren't a joke in the West. And for, like, a team that's, like, trying to gel together, like, of course the Lakers, like, lost. But, like, when that team gets together, starts meshing, I think they're going to be a top three team in the West. You think they're going to be top three? Because, like, they ran into a buzzsaw when they're not even, like, gelled together yet. Like, when you add LeBron to that team, like, they they, they have to, like, learn to play with LeBron. I, I don't think they're going to be top three. I understand it's LeBron. I don't know. You, I think we need to, like, relax on, like, the, the Laker, like downfall like they played all those teams close too like it's, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like one or two possessions and this team could be this team could honestly be like seven and seven and one seven and one it comes down to like a couple possessions yeah i mean they definitely can and i mean we'll just have to wait and see all right and that transitioned us on to the thunder who have started two and four obviously russell westbrook hasn't been uh playing that much I think he sat the first two, one or two games. Yeah, he was hurt. Uh, Paul George has been playing pretty well, but he hasn't been playing exceptional. I mean, like, what is this team? I'll tell you what this team is. They're pretenders. They're pretenders. They're pretenders. I, with the teams in the West right now, they're, I don't think they can stack up to the other teams in the West. I, I think I agree with you, and I think everyone kind of saw a glimpse of that last year when they got handled by the Jazz which nobody saw coming, but, I mean, like, it's... I don't ever think a team led by Russell Westbrook is really a contender. Because I think Russell Westbrook, like, the way he plays just makes the entire team unorganized. I don't know what it is, but, like, they just don't look like they gel. I agree. I, I think, obviously, it's it's something, like, I'm not an NBA coach, but the best player on that team is Paul George. Yeah. I mean, it is. And they're using Paul George as a secondary scoring option strictly because Russell Westbrook wants it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's always has been. Russell Westbrook has always been the primary scoring option with KD for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you use Paul George as a spot-up shooter, like, I get it, Paul George is an elite player, but, like, Paul George is a spot-up shooter. He's, like, above average, and that's it. Like, you're you're using a star as just, like, an above-average spot-up shooter, and it doesn't make any sense. There's no point using him as a catch-and-shoot like, player. Like, he's a star because he, he scores with the ball in his hands. I think the, the Thunder need to 
put the ball in Paul George's hands. It, it's it's a situation very similar to the Wizards when I kind of look at it with mm-hmm. John Wall and Bradley Beal. Yeah. And I just think, like, those teams, their main issues aren't the coaching, aren't, like, the team. It's one player. It's Russell Westbrook. It's John Wall. Like, they're they ball the, stoppers. It's, there's, they just, ball they, hogs. I mean, they take the, they take opportunities out of the rest of the team's hands. They're not there to win, man. Like, they're, they're there to, to yeah. put up points, to, to make highlights, I, and that's it. I wouldn't say that they don't, like, try to win, though. Because, like, I feel like Russ and John Wall, they want to win, but, like, their style of play is just so, like, different to, like, what the rest of the team's abilities are. They play like it's they, a college game. Yeah. Essentially. Like, they, like, that they're the only player that can score. Yeah. Like, they, they feel the need to, like, put the team on their back when the team doesn't need to be put on their back. Exactly. I, I, I don't... That, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The Thunder are definitely contenders. I don't see them making any noise pretenders. in the playoffs. Pretenders. Pretenders. You're right. I don't see them making any noise in the playoffs. Yep. Moving on now to the NFL. Obviously, a ton of big trades happened. We saw Demarius Thomas going to the Texans. <laughs> Golden Tate to the Eagles. Uh, ha, Clinton Dix going to the uh, the Redskins, and who the Rams get to do from Jacksonville? Um, oh, Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler to the Rams, which just makes that scary team even even scarier. Even I mean, that defense is the only thing that it's not even a bad defense they have. I mean, it's the weak point of their team, and they have a very good defense. Yup, and we're we're not even counting that Akeem Talib is hurt for now, mm-hmm. and he's coming back later in the year. Uh, that team is that team is scary. We're not going to talk about that, though. We're going to focus on a couple of 1 o'clock NFL games. We're going to start off with the Bucks at the Panthers. Jay, Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starter. Oh, last week we saw Fitzmagic once again. Even though he didn't win the game, he brought them back from Jameis's four-pick monstrosity. But the Panthers have been playing some good football as well. I th- This could be a close one. But I think in the end the Bucks will will clutch it out. I I really don't like the Panthers. I think they're extremely overrated, and they've been proving me wrong every week. And I hate it. I hate it. I don't think Cam Newton is that good of a quarterback. I don't think they have that good of a defense. But they've just been proving me wrong every week. And I'm gonna go against you, Jay. I'm gonna pick the Panthers in this game. Hmm. Fitz Magic has had his time. Though I mean I think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I just think the Panthers are too much of a complete team for the Bucks. The Bucks are just... I, I don't like the Bucks. They they just... They're a bad team with streaky players. Yeah, but I don't know. The Bucks like... The Bucks are a weird team. The Bucks and the Panthers are both weird teams. They are, like, they are. The Panthers play down to their opponents. But, like, when they're playing a good team, like, they play down to them. And then, like, Cam... I I think Cam's in kind of a an interesting quarterback, but he can finish games. Cam can finish can. a game. So like I the Panthers can beat any team, they can also lose to any team. They're a team like that. And I think this week they're gonna lose to the Bucks. You think I, I'm gonna go away from you, Jay. I'm gonna give it to the Panthers. I'm gonna say they're gonna win twenty eight to twenty four. Hmm. I'm gonna say the score is gonna be it's going to be very close. 36-34 Bucks. 36-34, I like it. Now moving on to an NFC North Divisional game, or AFC uh, North Divisional game between the Steelers and the Ravens in Ooh. Baltimore. <laughs> Love these games. I mean, last year got heated a couple of times. 
couple of uh, scary injuries, a couple of redemption hits. Gosh, I mean, that was something else. AFC North rivalries or something else. Like, other rivalry games, you know those teams want to just beat each other. These games, you can tell. They want to kill each other. Yeah, they, they, want, they want heads. Like, they... I, I mean, the Steelers, obviously, they, they've caught their stride as of recently. They started pretty slow. Uh, the Ravens started pretty hot, and they've kind of cooled down a little bit. Both of these teams, though, I mean, they're looking for the division. And that division is wide open. I mean, God, who knows? I mean, even the freaking Browns. Like, who knows? The Browns could get hot and win that division. It's that open right now. Yeah, the AFC. The AFC North very interesting. The thing about the Ravens is, like, they they go as far as their defense takes them. Yeah. Because their offense has been making plays every now and then. Like, John Brown will catch a touchdown. Alex Collins will get a touchdown a game. John Brown. But, like, I, I, they're, they're a below-average offense. I agree. So, the, as they go as far as their defense takes them. But with the Steelers, like, Roethlisberger has been having trouble with good defenses. But, like, if he can rely on A.B. and Connor to get, like, the offense going, I think they can win this game. I, I say the Steelers win. It's going to be a defensive game. 21-17, Steelers. I am going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm going to say it's going to be 34-21, to 21 Steelers. I think they're mm. going to handily win this game. I think the Steelers' offense has caught stride. Obviously, who knows if what's up with Le'Veon. I mean, he has to play by next week, right? Otherwise, yeah, week 10. He, he can't even be a free agent. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, he's going to come back next week, but James Conner's been tearing it up. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, that that offense obviously is very scary, but they've been up down this year. The Steelers are always a team you expect to see going making a run in the playoffs, and this year I think they're going to come through. They're going to win that division, and they're going to make a run. Now moving on to the Lions at the Vikings, another divisional game, another mm. rivalry. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you go, you go. I mean, uh, the the Lions have started off very slow. They they started playing better after that Patriots game. Um, the Vikings have been they've been pretty consistently good this year. Kirk Cousins found a stride. They've been putting up a lot of points. Adam Thielen has been tearing up the NFL, and I mean, this is going to be a good game. The thing about the Lions this year is like they do exactly. The opposite of what everyone thinks every week. Like, Jets-Lions, they got blown out by the Jets. Niners-Lions, they lost the Niners. And then everyone thought they were garbage. They go out and blow out the Patriots in New England. (laughs) Then Cowboys, like, they come off their win against the Patriots. They lose to the Cowboys. Everyone's like, oh, the Lions are trash. They beat the Packers. Then they go and beat the Dolphins, which were at the time, they were 4-1. yeah. Yeah, you're right. They so we 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 then think they're 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 going to be good this year, and then they get killed by the Seahawks, twenty eight to fourteen. Yeah, but don't sleep on the Seahawks this year either. Like, yeah, th- yeah but I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't say that's a bad loss. Obviously, not a still like loss. like the Lions do exactly the opposite of what everyone thinks of them every week, and this week people are going in on the Lions like they're not that great of a team. I feel like the Vikings are favored. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Lions. Go Lions. Well, this division is wide open. Every, no team in this division has more than four wins. No team is less than three. Uh, 
and every team is within a game of the lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I still like the Packers in this division. I think the Bears are just playing around with people. I think they they. I don't see Mr. Drabisky taking this team to the playoffs. I I see Aaron Rodgers winning that division. But I also see the Vikings making the playoffs, and I see Kirk Cousins making a run with that team because that team is just too deep in every position. Yeah. They're, they have such a very consistent offense and defense, and they're not going to choke like they did last year. Like, it's a good team. I don't and know. I don't know about your like choking statement because as we saw last night, last week on Sunday Night Football, like, yeah. as soon as Cousins faces a little bit of pressure, like, that pick six kind of blew open the game. That was a good team, but, like, the Saints are one of the favorites in the NFC. I understand the game didn't look close, but I believe it, it, was, it was closer. It, it was, was closer, closer but than as soon as Cousins faces a little bit of pressure and he has to make that game-winning drive, I don't think he can do it. He's done it in Washington multiple times. He has, but, like, I don't... I... He... He's a quarterback that can do it sometimes, but, like, when it really matters, I don't think he'd get it done. So you're going to go with the Lions? Well, I'm talking about season predictions. But, like, for this game, I, I, I feel the Lions. I don't know why. Like, they they just defy what what people think every week. I agree. And I now that. that Matthew Stafford has, like, a solid running game intact, like, this team is more complete than they've ever been before. I they they added, Golden Tate. They did, but they added Snacks Harrison. Yeah. It's a fair trade-off. And Kenny Galladay was, he was kind he of was beasting anyway. He's so, in the come-up right now. He is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with that, Jay, because the Lions are butt. <laughs> and no, they're not butt, but Matt Patricia, he doesn't know what he's doing. He can't coach a team. I, I, That's not true. I, I don't I, like Patricia either. I don't think he's a good coach at all. I don't think Matt Stafford is a very good quarterback. I think he has his games, but he doesn't have his games against uh, an elite defense in which what the Vikings have. I mean, obviously, they've, they've had their games where they've struggled, but when they're all playing together as one unit, that, that team is... It's, they're, they're, one of those, they're one of the best teams in the NFL, I really think that. Hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and say the Vikings win this game 34-10. to 10. It's going to be a blowout. Jim. Really? It's going to be a slaughter. Well, I think this game is going to be a lot of field goals, a lot of defensive plays. I'm saying 26-20 Lions. It's definitely possible. It's possible. I don't think it's going to happen, but the Lions could win this game, Jay. We'll see. All right. And now on to our final 1 o'clock game for the NFL. We are going to go with the Falcons at the Redskins. The Ooh. Falcons have – they've turned it around. They're 3-4 and four now. The Redskins 5-2. and two. I don't think the Redskins are real contenders. I, they got hot Clint Dix. Who knows? I think their main issue still is offense. They have a very good defense. They always have. But, I mean, can they win this game? Can they win that division? The Falcons have had a really weird season. Like, the teams they've played this year haven't been jokes. Like, they've played the Eagles this year, the Panthers, the Saints, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Bucks when they were hot. They did. Um, the Giants were probably their only bad Easy, team that they've yeah. played so far. And their record, 3-4, and four, like... It's not bad. It's, it's not bad for the teams that they've played. And the Redskins... The Redskins have been hot, but, like... Cornerback kind of is a problem for them, and Ridley, Julio, like, Sanu's been playing very well. I don't think they can stop this offense, because the Redskins have been relying on their defense. I don't think they can stop the Falcons' offense. I agree with you. I think 
the Falcons have found their stride. I think they are going to make a push to the playoffs like they do every year. Matt Ryan is back to him. He, he started very cold, but, I mean, now he's playing very well. He's, he's I mean, he's finding Muhammad Snow. He's finding Calvin Ridley. He's finding Julio Jones. He's finding Hooper. They have a lot of weapons. And then Tevin Coleman's having a great year with Devontae Freeman being hurt. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think the Redskins have enough. I don't think Alex Smith is enough. I don't think he's enough to win, to make it to the playoffs. I don't see the Redskins being a team that that's really going to threaten anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and go with the Falcons winning this game, uh, twenty four to fourteen. The thing about the Redskins is like, I feel like they don't have a single star anywhere besides maybe Norman. But is he a star anywhere? I don't need a star anymore. They're just a solid team everywhere, but they don't have any star power. Yeah. Like, AP, AP was a star, but now he's kind of, like, he's older and, like, he's okay. He's a solid player. Jordan Reed, solid tight end. Yeah, he's falling off. Like, Alex Smith, solid quarterback. Their D-line has been pretty good, but they're all solid D-linemen. Nobody The only thing out. they have, like, that really they can hold above people is their defensive backs in general. Especially yeah. Especially adding Hawkland Dix. They have very good defensive backs. Mm-hmm. But they don't. I, I don't think the Redskins are anything to threaten anyone. Yeah. And that will end our oh, podcast. Oh, well, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. make my score prediction. Oh, you're right. My bad, Jay. I'm saying Falcons 31, Redskins 21. Falcons. Pretty accurate. I got you. I was going 10-point spread as well in favor of the Falcons. And we will go for trial number two. That will end our podcast today. Obviously, the NFL is coming into shape. A lot of divisions are, I mean, they're shootouts right now. Like, a lot of teams are, not many teams uh, winning divisions are have more than four wins. I mean, that's what a four or five wins. It's a very close division. Mm-hmm. And um, they're a very close race for the playoffs. Don't forget to listen to our podcast every Sunday, Thursday, and Friday at 10 a.m. And have a good one.